Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Wednesday. How you doing? It's a Motes Host Wednesday as we take you inside the Electric Factory for the next two hours. Arthur Motes, your host, Wesley Euler, my colleague, my partner in crime. We definitely going to have a blast with this thing. But as we always do with our shows, we like them super interactive. You know, we go to the Twitter.com, and that's the best way for the power grid, the megawatts, to be a part of this show. It's a simple concept. You tweet the show, we respond to said tweet live on air. That is what we like to do. And obviously, it's going to be in the midst of the conversation because we got to talk about the Steelers picking up a new outside linebacker. You know, we got to play our second week of Would You Rather Wednesday. And we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff looks after uh, the eventful uh, weekend in the AFC North this past weekend. So without further ado, I'm Arthur Most. That's Wesley Euler. And to hit us up on the dot com is at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. So shout out to my good hair colleague. How we living over there, though? Fantastic. It's December 15th. I am Holly. I am Jolly. Mm -hmm. Somehow it's been like 70 degrees outside in Pittsburgh, but I'm Mm -hmm. not asking questions. Uh, Mozi, I am just a lifeful partner. How you doing? Man, come on, bro. You fake flagging over there, man. You don't even have a Christmas-themed shirt on. Me, on the other hand, Whoa. I'm locked, rocked, and ready to rock, hold baby. On, hold Let's on. get it. Is yes. that an Avengers yes, gingerbread Christmas t-shirt? That's, that's so, so impressive. So for those that are unaware, that's I happen impressive. to have on a green I might have shirt. To tweet, I might have to tweet out a picture of this. I have about seven gingerbread men up here, yep. but all of them are Marvel They're all themed. decorated as Avengers you got characters. Groot, you cool. got Iron Man, Captain America. Shout out to uh, to today going Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. We got Black Widow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got I diversity. The on there. Thor's up there. Black I mean, Panther, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Come you, on now, baby. the whole gang hanging. Listen, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it, all right? And I am in the Christmas mood, baby. I love so, it. Me with too. that being said, let's keep the conversation rolling. Let's start with the first thing, though, right? Brought in outside linebacker. Arthur Motes. Oh, wow. He finally signed. He's Man, back. I don't know why Wait, you cursing on air on. like that. What you happened? better stop using bad language on air. You gonna, they're going to get us, they're gonna get kicked off now. Wait, what happened? You, you was oh, cursing? It wasn't you? You said a bad uh, word. Did I, break, did I break the news? You said a bad word if you think I was coming back. <laughs> I'll fight you. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they recently picked up John Simon. Um, now, John Simon, they brought him to the practice squad right now. And obviously, we know with the new practice squad rules, you're able to do that with veteran players like John. Right. John's been in the league now for, what, this is nine, ten? Close to a decade. Yeah, close yeah. to ten for him. Um, he's played, obviously, with the Patriots, the Colts, the Texans. I feel like I'm forgetting one other team. I think it was like a fourth team. The Ravens. That's what it was, the yep. Ravens. Yeah, yep. that might even that wasn't where you got to start at, was it? That was. Yeah, I was say I knew he was like he was early on. Yeah, fourth round in twenty thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. Because yep. he, I remember he got well when I came in fourteen. That's when I remember seeing him. Okay. And then from there, he was he bounced around a little bit yep. though in that fourteen time frame, fourteen through sixteen. Ohio State boy. Yeah. But um, I do like the move, man. Uh, I think my initial, I guess. Reaction to John, good player, not a great player. I definitely think he's an upgrade over our current situation in terms of the depth behind TJ and Alex Highsmith. Proven player, productive player. Not the best athlete, but extremely smart. I love his work ethic, and he has a natural knack for the ball. And 
in terms of how he wins as a pass rusher, I think that because he has what like 21, 20 or twenty one career sacks as well. Let's see here, twenty one. Yes, yeah. on the spot. So with that man, he's not a guy that you're just you know letting win one on one. He's not a solo artist, right? Think of Alex Highsmith, T.J. Watt. They're more solo artists. For him, he's more of a works well with others. Ah. You know, when, when when you game him with D tackles or you allow him to rush on guards, kind of like we were talking about with, uh, with uh, Melvin Ingram. Right. Very similar. He is a very productive rusher from the interior portion. So I do think that that part also adds some versatility to some of the things that we're trying to do when we create pressure, just based on the personnel that we currently have. He gives you a lot of versatility with that. I, like I said, I really like him. I think this would be a good pickup. Yeah, he's – He's a guy that that's got all the experience. Um, now this year only played two games with the right. Titans, but prior two seasons, nineteen and twenty, he played all sixteen games with the Patriots. Um, had six sacks, had almost a hundred tackles those mm-hmm. two seasons combined. So this is not um, a guy who's just been sitting on the practice squads right. for two, three years and hasn't really played mode. So yeah, again, only two games played this year in twenty twenty one. But he was a full participant leading up to that. Like I said, 2019, 44 tackles. 2020, 53 tackles. Mm-hmm. I can do the math on that. That's almost 100 tackles in uh, in those two seasons. Like I said, six sacks as well, too. A handful of QB hits in there as well. Forced fumble. Um, handful of pass deflections. A productive player. A pre- again, I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you that they you know that they just signed Melvin Ingram. Right. Um, there's you know there's a reason that this guy was available, but I also don't think he is. Um, just a crapshoot. Again, he's not a guy that's been sitting on practice squads for the last two or three years. He's he's a good piece, I think, to add in depth. Because we, we saw what that looked like on Thursday night against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. As Mike Tomlin likes to say, right, he was turning over some of those stones. And let's just say they weren't... Um, the stones that we wanted turned over. They weren't the stern stones we wanted. They weren't the rolling stones. I would agree with that. Okay. That's a nice way to put it. They, they definitely weren't rolling stones. They weren't they, those they cool, somebody's stones. They, they just those, weren't the rolling they ones. They weren't those cool stones that they sell in the gift shop at the yeah. Carnegie Science Center. It was not that. It was, it, was, it was not that. So, at this point, the more hands you can put in that pile, I I, I got nothing wrong with that. Let's yeah. let's keep turning those stones. Let's let's, you know, let's add another veteran accomplished professional football player to the mix yeah and I think even more so on the hills of TJ kind of going out early in that last game and that's just not really knowing where he is health wise right now um Alex Heisman as well too. Alex left later in the game right I think it was in the third quarter when he left I know both of those guys are going to get the opportunity to practice coach Tomlin has stated that but you just never know what that's going to look like are they full participants are they 100 healthy or are we worried about them potentially exiting the game early and we having to deal with multiple quarters of taco charlton and Derek tuska i just don't think that that's the best situation so to me this signing also shores up that part it gives you just a little bit more insurance now hopefully he never has to see the field. Hopefully, Alex and TJ are good to right, go, and, right. and they play like how they've been playing. Maybe he plays right. a couple snaps a game, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as it's currently stated, we just do not know. We do not know. Yeah, and listen, now's not a great time of the year. Four games left in December, everything on the line, to be having those kind of questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, you you had a couple reinforcements. and Maybe it, maybe it is just the classic – I feel like you hear this term a lot, like shuffling the cards at the bottom of the deck, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you and I talk about how I, I think we've had this conversation a lot over the years. That whole like, oh, well, you're just one or two plays away yeah. from this. or you. That's how everybody in the NFL is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the margins. It's the minutia. 
where the, the really good teams separate themselves, right. where they win in those margins, they win in the minutiae. And sometimes your depth, not sometimes, your depth players are a part of those margins, are part of that minutia. Um, I'm again, I'm I'm cool with bringing in a guy like this always, but I think particularly when you when you consider when you just kind of look up and, and look at the current landscape. Yeah, and like I said, I like it also because now we're also looking at our D line starting to get more healthy. Correct. Right? I believe Ali, uh, Isaiah Bugs along with uh, Chris Worm, uh, not uh, Wormley, Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis should be getting some uh, opportunities to come back this week as well with their practice. Just getting healthy at the right time, right? Right. Because we've seen how this run game can look and how bad it can be at times. And some of that's health-related. Some of that is just effort. Some of it is just, you know, their guys being a little bit better than ours in certain instances. But either way, us getting back healthy, guys that on paper should be additions to our run game. John Simon is an addition if you're talking about run support. He should be an addition. The size he has – plays with heavy hands, fundamentally sound, can set the edge. I mean, he played for Bill Belichick for multiple years. That's just that should let you know enough right there in terms of the discipline, in terms right. of <laughs> you can trust him, you know what type of player you're getting. He fits that mode to yes. a T. To a T he does. But when you talk about Bugs and Davis coming back as well, they are also big body physical defenders. You know, give you a little bit more girth compared to like Henry Mondo, who even though he plays with really good effort, just you know his his sheer athletic ability he's right. limited compared to those other guys yeah i i think that's well said look it's i don't want to say crap shoot i don't know if mm-hmm. that's the right word but it's been a mixed bag it's been a mixed bag of results certainly in that regard you know you and i talked about last season and i think this even dates back to, to 2019 as well too mm-hmm. steelers front seven was best in the league I mean, top five for sure. You know, when you had TJ and Bud, when when Bush was still young and productive and healthy, paired with Vince Williams, that kind of good combination that those two had going. And then on the defensive line, I mean, look at the names that you had there. Guys were healthy. You know, you had um, you had Hayward, you had Tuit, you had Alu Alu. At times, you had Javon Hargrave right. in that mix as well, too. I mean, this was a front seven. That was that was like I said, maybe not okay, hands down the best, but was certainly top three, top five fronts in the National Football League. And on their day, man, they could just wreck games. They could just wreck offenses, ga- offensive game plans. It's been a mixed bag this season in that uh, regard. That, I, I like when you say it that way. That it's been has, a mixed bag. That has yes, not been the case for for multiple reasons, right? Um, absence of Stephon Tuitt, early season-ending injury for Tyson Alualu in just the first game of the year. I don't feel like I'm crushing these guys. It's just honest. It's a conversation we've all had. Joe Schobert and Devin Bush not quite playing up to the level that we all expected. Mm-hmm. All these things contribute. You know, that the health of T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith as well, too, being a, a, a little hit or miss this season. Um, it's been up and down. It's been a roller coaster. But you you just you hope that now's the time that maybe it starts to come together. Look, we know Tyson Alualu is not walking through that door. Right. And I think we're all at the point now where – Let's just say we would be pleasantly surprised if Stephon Tuitt plays this season. I, I think I think we're all we've kind of all resigned ourselves to just stop worrying about that, and it, it kind of is what it is. And it's probably not we're probably not going to get an answer, you know, maybe until the summertime, until training camp next year, whatever it is. But what you've got right now, Mozi, is is maybe as healthy and as deep as you've been since week one up in Buffalo. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, let's let's see if they can if they can string some performances together. Who knows? Because 
There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. They don't just purely control their own destiny, you know, like they did last year when they were sitting in first place and you just take care of business and you don't have to worry about anything else. They need things to go their way, all this. But let's at least look back and and think, you know, hey, it, it came together down the stretch. Maybe it won't be enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll be sitting here in January and we'll be, you know, we won't be in the dance. We'll be on the outside looking in. But at least we won't be asking as many questions, I think. We'll say, hey, you know, it, it took too long to come together. But let's at least see it come together. Let's at least stack some performances here to give ourselves a chance. Right. At least we would hope so. And I do feel like when you <sighs> – and it's the part that's like always feel like we're talking on both sides of our neck here because we <laughs> obviously know the struggles that we have. But at the same time, when you're watching the tape of some of these opponents that we're going to be facing, it's like, how can you not get There's a little a lot of, optimistic? There's a lot of imperfect right. teams coming up on the schedule. It's like, man, it, it, if you're getting these the guys coming, the wrong, you're getting right. the Chiefs at the wrong time. But, but you're getting everybody else at the right time. The other three teams you're getting at the right time. Absolutely. Make no mistake about that. Absolutely. And for me, I just think of those things. And then I say to myself, okay, when you add a guy like John, when you're talking about mm-hmm. getting healthy and getting these guys back offensively and defensively, man, it's putting you in position to make a run. Now, we know what, you know, is is ahead of us. And we'll get to that a lot more later in the show when we talk about, you know, the Steelers in their playoff outlook. But as a whole, they control their destiny still. That's the crazy. I mean, if they as, go four and zero, they will be in the playoffs. No question, they yeah. will be in the playoffs. If they're ten six and one, they'll be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Three and one gives you a shot. Anything less than that, you, you're probably right. you're probably on the outside. I would it. agree with even that. two and two leaves you at eight eight and one. You're probably close, but no cigar. Hey, no losing season that way though. No losing season. No losing season. Put no some respect losing on season. It. We keep the streak <coughs> alive, baby. Two thousand and three. That's, that's all we try and do. Keep the streak alive. Arthur Motz, you know the last time the Steelers had a losing season, I was an only child. Mm-mm-mm. I have a sister who's about to graduate high school. Mm-mm-mm. And I have a daughter now who's Mm-mm-mm. two months old. All right, a lot has changed. Long time ago, since man. the Steelers last had a losing long, season. Long, but time I do ago. think I think that's what we're looking at. I think four and one, four and zero, oh, you're definitely yeah. in. Three and one, you give yourself a good shot. Mm-hmm. Two and two, you get to pat yourself on the back, and we didn't have a losing season. Yeah. You only win one game or you only win none games. Right. <laughs> you win none or you win one, and it's going to be a long offseason. I mean, shoot, you know what, man? We could talk about that a little bit. How much time we have left in this segment? We oh, got time, we got right? 10 minutes, 12 oh, minutes. Oh, we got plenty of time. Yeah, 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 we can yeah, hop yeah, into yeah. that a little bit, man. Let's do it. So, with the playoff outlook, right? <clears throat> First off, let's pull up these records. Playoffs? Pull up the schedule, right? Who do we have remaining? And of those remaining, who do they have remaining? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> because, as we can see, our last four teams are what type of teams? What, what conference they play in? AFC. Okay, okay. Two of those teams are in what division? AFC North. Okay, and what division do we play in? AFC North. What conference do we play in? Er, wait, sorry. AFC, yeah. So, with that being said, <laughs> all, four, all four of these teams. Three of these teams are sitting in a playoff yeah. position right now, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, three of them is division So, leaders. not just our schedule. Obviously, that matters, but theirs does as well, man. So it absolutely does. Absolutely. So if you have that ready, man, we can go ahead and let's let's can, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Can a I give bit, you man. my first my first reaction here off the jump? Okay. You know, I got attacked. Do you remember back? It would have been week three or week four. Mm-hmm. You know, I got attacked here on the show by some of our listeners for being an Uh-oh. Aaron Rodgers lover, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I do remember I, that. I like Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He. He, he my he's he's probably he's my he's my least favorite or he's my favorite non-stealer okay. of this of this era okay. I think uh, particularly if you take if you don't consider Patrick Willis in this era. But Motsi, while a lot of my black and gold clad brethren, while a lot of the uh, mega grid, mega grid, megawatts of the power, man, grid he here, got you flustered over here, man. 
um, were upset at me about my feelings towards Aaron Rodgers. They need to reciprocate those feelings over the next two weeks. Uh-oh. Can I tell you why? Talk about it. Who do the Packers play this Sunday? Who does Aaron Rodgers play this Sunday? Um, the I Baltimore don't... Ravens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who does he play Saturday, Christmas Day at 4.30 in the afternoon? I don't remember. The Cleveland Browns. Ah. So, you know what would be a nice start to this last four-game run, Arthur Motes, for the Steelers to try and get into the playoffs and what win the division? What would it be? If Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers could do them a favor in the, over the next two weeks by beating Baltimore and beating Cleveland, that would be a good start. No, that would be awesome. So, I, I mean, break I, out I, your I, Aaron Rodgers pom-poms. Here we go. I mean, if we've been real about it, I don't think that's asked for too much. Obviously, with I don't either. Baltimore, we don't even know if – Lamar's playing or what he's going to look like. Right. And then obviously we're seeing that Cleveland's in the middle of an outbreak. <laughs> Cleveland, my goodness. So, yeah. What are they doing But over then there? again, they play better when these outbreaks happen. Hey, that we is, saw that. You could argue their best performance of the last 20 yeah. years was yeah. on the back of one of these outbreaks. Yeah, we have so, definitely experienced that I before, man. I think you're man. right there. Yeah. Um, listen, the, yeah, the Steelers are not the only ones with a daunting schedule. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, there's, there's a lot working against a, a lot of the teams. Moats mentions Lamar. His status – is up in the air. You look at, I mean, look at the Ravens too. Four games left. Again, they don't know what Lamar's status is going to be for any of these. They host the Packers. They go to Cincinnati to play a desperate Bengals team that's going to need that one themselves. Then they host the Rams, you know, who a pretty good offense, pretty good team, just beat the Cardinals. And then they host the Steelers. So they get three of those four at home, the Ravens do, but Green Bay, playoff team, Bengals team, desperate fringe team, Rams team, playoff team, and Steelers, desperate team on the bubble as well, too. Mm-hmm. It's a, And again, you don't know what Lamar Jackson's status is going to be in those games, even if he plays. he you know He's, he's probably, obviously, not going to be 100%. You look at the Browns. This Saturday, they've got the Raiders. And, again, could be without their head coach, could be without Baker, could be without a whole slew of people. Then they go to Lambeau on Christmas Day. Yeah, Good luck with that one. Have, have, fun, right. have fun, Cleveland. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, Lambeau, Frozen Tundra on Christmas Day against the Packers, arguably the hottest team in the NFL right now. Have fun with that one. Then they come to Pittsburgh Monday night, January 3rd. Then they host the Bengals. In-state rivalry. That game could have massive implications for the playoffs, obviously. Motes, all these teams, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, you know, a lot like the Steelers, there are things working against them. Mm-hmm. You know, this Steelers team is a game and a half out of the division title. We all know there's the extra wild card game this year. And, man, if you look at the AFC picture right now. Man, it's like 30 teams could be in it's, that thing. It's a, it's a lot of seven and six uh-huh. teams. And you're six, six, and one. You're a half game behind those teams. The tie is helping and hurting at the same time. It's weird, Motsi, because when I look at the Steelers, when I if I'm just looking at our own front yard, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the mulch beds over there could really mm-hmm. use some work, and the driveway needs edged, and there's weeds on the side of the house, and you know what? The front porch probably needs power washed. It's a strong, strong possibility that is the case. But when I look around the rest of the neighborhood, when I look at my neighbor, Mr. Brown, and my neighbor, mm. Mr. Raven, and my neighbor, Mr. Bungle. Uh-oh. They need some landscaping done, too. Yes, they They do. got a leaky roof that needs fixed over the summer. Yes, all right? they do. They've got a broke-down car in the driveway, a jalopy that needs uh-huh. a new engine and is rusting. They garage door don't open up. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at in this weird, like, when I just look at the Steelers, I think, there's there's no way. But when I look up and I look around, you know what they say, where there's a will, there is a way. And while I while I wouldn't, 
put my why I wouldn't hedge my bets on it, why I wouldn't place my bets on it, the Steelers certainly aren't out of this thing. They've got an uphill battle to climb. But like I said, every other team in the division has that as well, too. And when you look around the rest of the AFC, they are right there. There's seven teams that get in now. So I, I, I can't decide. Tell me how to feel. Should I be optimistic about this? Whew. Or am I just, are we all seeking comfort here? No, for me, I'm optimistic, man. Uh, optimistic in a sense because of these Final Four and how flawed those teams are. But at the same time, I'm cautiously optimistic because we happen to be very flawed as well. But as we saw, no different in that Vikings game, no different in the end of the Ravens game, no different in the Chargers game. We play well in spurts. We are more of a streaky team now versus a traditional powerhouse that just every week you know what you're getting correct we will be very cold at times but when we do get hot we get very hot which is why we're able to score and create turnovers and bunches the way that we have been so that's why i'm kind of stuck down the middle with this like i can make a case for us in every one of these games but at the same time i can also be a realist and say man i think that this one could be very tough this Tennessee titans team i mean you look at how they've been playing how they're coached um they protect the ball or have been for the most part when they do those things and run the ball the way they can run it i don't know especially with how our run defense has been at times but then i could easily turn around and say well hey man i think that we can get after them with our receivers i think their o-line is a little you know i don't want to say overrated but they're not playing up to par I think we could cause some havoc there. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I feel optimistic about it. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I just don't know which version of us shows up or when do we get hot. That's my biggest That's my biggest dilemma. That's when the, when are we going to turn it on? When that's is the $64,000 right, question. Do we have right? to wait to the third quarter this week? Do we got to wait to the fourth quarter this week? Do cool. we got to wait till we're down multiple scores? Because you notice the difference in urgency with this team when they're down, when they're trailing, when it's that crunch is, time. Isn't that the weird thing mm-hmm. about this this year? Because last year yeah. it felt like they would play really well in the first half an hour. Yep. And then they'd just kind of hold on in the second half. Mm-hmm. That, it, now, there was kind of the opposite of that happened against the Colts at the end of the season when they got that 12th win. But for a lot of that, you know, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, that win streak to start the year last year, they'd play really well in the opening half an hour, and then they'd kind of rest on their laurels in the second half. It's mm-hmm. been it's, – that, that flip is script. That, that flip is – I'm messing up man, all my words. what today. is going that on, script, man? Can I just tell you, all right, before I left the house today, my daughter may or may not have used the bathroom on me, and hey. I've been rattled I've been rattled ever since, all right? Ew, little, little tinkle. I saw – It happens. I, I, saw boss, I saw boss Brian out in the in the, in the parking lot when I it was happens. pulling in. He's like, I'm like, oh, I'm a little late today, all right? And my daughter had a little accident on me, all right? So I'm – Hey, man. I'm a em- little rattled. Embrace it. The flip was scripted on me this morning, Mozi. Yes. The script needs to be flipped for the Steelers. They they obviously need to play a full 60 minutes, but I listen, this team has constructed probably is they're just not going to dominate anybody from start right. to finish. I know the Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing, but they I mean they didn't even do that to the Lions. Um to me it's it's about this is going to sound weird, but it's about surviving Till you get to those spurts, I think, mm, right? Like, yeah. If you're if you're going to have the bursts of offense and defense, that's fine. Just don't have the valleys too, right? You got to kind of flatline until you have. All right, here here comes the offense. They just string together two or three straight scoring drives. Here comes the defense. You know, there's two takeaways in this quarter. I I think you've got to like, you've just got to maintain 
until that moment. Does that make sense? Like it does, but I guess your lows can't be right. when you're as inconsistent as the Steelers are. Your lows can't be valleys. No, I would agree with that, and I do think for this team they can win like that. But the biggest part for them to do that is the margin error. They can't sure, have sure. turnovers and they can't have blown coverages. They can't have quarters on in where they cannot stop the run. Correct. They can't have quarters on in where they can't protect the quarterback. Like you said, keeping your head above water is one thing versus drowning. You know, at times in that Vikings game, they were drowning. And I don't think that they can survive that part because I don't think they have the talent week in and week out to have these three and four touchdown quarters. Like, we know how hard that is to do. It's the reason why it doesn't happen very often, and it's the reason why when it does happen for us, we're typically down right. substantially. Right. Like, it's just not something that typically happens, and I don't know going forward if we can do that for four games. That's the other part because it's not just one game. Obviously, we got to get the first one to get to the fourth one, but it just seems like a lot. It seems very daunting right now. Yeah, it does, and you know what? That's – you know they're preaching this in in the locker rooms too. You heard Mike Tomlin talk about this on Wednesday. I, I saw some quotes from Ben Roethlisberger's media availability this morning where he was talking about this too. If you're looking at the big picture, if you're looking down the line, if you're thinking about the end of the road, you know specifically to Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, if you're thinking, if Ben's sitting there and thinking, oh man, this this might be the last four games. Yeah. You know, this might be my last Sunday game I ever play at Heinz Field because remember the, the last home game of the year is on a Monday against the Browns. Then it's then it's probably already lost. You know, like mm-hmm. it is the oldest cliche in the book in sports, but it's that way for a reason. You got to take this thing one series, one quarter, one game at a time. Like like that's it. That has to be the focus. It has to be the Tennessee Titans, not what's coming after that. Not you know what is Aaron Rodgers doing to the Ravens. Not what's going on with the Browns. It's got to be we've got to take care of business starting on the first drive. I would agree, and then go from there because, like you've said too, when you have some of the the, you know the issues that this team has, yeah. you can't afford to be doing any, you know, Mike Tomlin talks a lot of times about thinking globally and thinking <laughs> locally. Like, you don't have any time now. You don't have any opportunity. You don't have any energy to think globally. I would agree. It's It's got to be the, the, the singularly you know, focused, singularly focused yeah. on the, the, what's the old adage, like the six inches in front of your face or whatever. I just wanted to like snar. Because if yeah, because you're you're absolutely right. When the when the you know maybe the overabundance of talent isn't there on the roster mm-hmm. like it has been at times in the past. When you're certainly you're dealing with injuries and yep. other things too. You, mental lapses will absolutely kill you at this point. We can't have some of that stuff that we that we had against the Vikings. We can't be wasting time and two minute drills. We can't, oh, wow. have, we can't we can't have <laughs> unnecessary penalties procedure wise after the whistle wise. And that's not just Chase Claypool. That's everybody. Um, Motsi. It is time to be buttoned up. And I don't mean buttoned up like a loose winter like jacket. A, like a suit and tie. I mean buttoned up Man, like, a, to, yeah. like a like a double breast, baby. But she was, you know, just yeah, make sure I got my jacket buttoned up to the top button like my G Man this morning. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. time it's time to be buttoned up like you're <laughs> going to a button show. Button show. Yeah. 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 Button that suit up, put on a double breast, grab your nicest tie, and give them hell on Sunday. Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> no, not Rudy. Rudy. All right, I know. I thought that's where you was going with this name, man. Defense. Oh, defense. Def- well, well, Rudy and defense are kind of synonymous. I heard he was offsides. I don't know. It's though. a strong possibility he was offsides, but they didn't throw the whistle. 
They didn't throw the whistle, Lord. Throw, you're rubbing off on me. Buff. I mean, you can tell See, it's Christmas. You're rubbing off on me. Were we drinking some eggnog in here before the show today? Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> Anywho, when we get back, though, we will go back to uh, an oldie. Well, actually, it's a newie, but we're going to turn it into a newie slash oldie when we keep doing this thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it is called What Would You Or Excuse Me, Would You Rather Wednesday? So when we get back, man, we will discuss. You know, would you rather have a certain quarterback from the Titans or from the Steelers? A certain mm-hmm. offense from the Titans or the Steelers? A certain mm-hmm. defense? I mean, we're going to cut it all up and have a lot of fun with mm-hmm. it. But as we always do, we got to pay this bill. So we'll see you when we get on the other side of this thing. It's Euler and Motes on SNR. <laughs> 